Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Red Carpet to WrestleMania, UCLA Radio's wrestling show where we are talking everything in the world of WWE and professional wrestling as we head closer to WrestleMania emanating from our city here in Los Angeles, California. Today, I've got a very special guest for our second episode, the Vice President of uh, Talent and Production at Fox Sports, Mr. Jacob Ullman, my good friend from across town. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, of course. We're really glad to have you here for a number of reasons. But uh, before we get into, you know, you as a wrestling fan and what you do at Fox, I just want to quickly, you know, talk about how we met. So we actually met at a New Japan show, which is New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed in Long Beach a couple of years back. Uh, how did you end up there? And how did we end up meeting? Because I still have that picture of me and you with Mara. What, what made you take that picture of us? So a couple things. My uh, uh, A good friend of mine, uh, wrestling fans know is Jim Ross and JR was calling the show so I was a guest of Jim's and uh, whenever Jim was is, is in town he used to come in town a lot for New Japan not only the shows in Long Beach but also to voice they would voice those at uh, Access TV at mm -hmm. LA Live I would uh, we would always make an effort to get together and uh, at that show yeah I was sitting next to uh, Moro and uh, and lo and behold you know he was um, you, got, you were talking about how much he meant to you, and and I just I saw an aspiring young broadcaster and put myself in in, in your shoes way when I was when I was in a similar position as you, and I just knew how much you would appreciate it. So I I, I took a picture and made sure you got it, and then uh, wanted to give you my information because yeah, I, I, as much as I could pay it forward, I do. So uh, it was it was a fortuitous meeting for both of us, and and, and Moro is as good a human being as there is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know I've appreciated, I mean, everything that's come for me from that has been, you know, absolutely fantastic in my life. And if for nothing, just the friendship we have. So that was really awesome. Uh, talking about Jim Ross, actually, what do you think of the job he's doing on AEW? I'm sure you're playing, paying close attention to that, even if it has, you know, not completely on the other side of town from WWE. Yeah, I mean, in my, it, it, JR is, is the voice of, uh, you know, for many people, the greatest wrestling announcer of all time, myself included. Um, uh, you know, there, there'd be an older generation that would include probably Gordon Soley in that list. But um, yeah, I, 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 you know, think of how many iconic moments JR has called, and uh, you know, to the degree that um, on wrestling fans know his uh, his calls from every video of every exciting play that's mm -hmm. ever on Twitter and yeah I just I love that he is still getting an opportunity to do what he loves and still behind the microphone uh on on action in the squared circle yeah I mean even for me Jim Ross is my idol growing up as I'm, I'm sure I've told you before so whenever I listen to his podcast he, he he mentions you a lot you know whenever he's in LA or talking about football he'll always talk about his friend Jake Bowman and I always have to turn my head because that's my friend too so it's always really cool to to hear that so Going from how we met, I just want to talk about how, how did you become a pro wrestling fan to start off with? I'm sure it was, you know, back in the day when you were a kid. What was it that initially attracted you to the sport? You know, so I, I, I interestingly enough, I was, a, you know, a, a, as a diehard sports fan from honestly, like, you know, call it four, five, six years old. I just was uh, really into sports. Uh, I had a grandfather who was a huge baseball fan and had season tickets to Dodgers. So we'd go to a lot of Dodgers. Uh, ironically, I'm an Angels fan, but uh, I, 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 had the, I had the privilege of going to a Dodger Stadium a bunch growing up with my grandfather. And I had friends that watched uh, WWF and it, at the time, and it was not, I don't know, it didn't gravitate, I just didn't gravitate to it. It, 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 it didn't, it, I, I think it probably felt a little too theatrical to me. Mm -hmm. And when I was a little older, uh, 
11 years old is kind of when I got into it. And the, and the timing was in, in perfect because it was basically the birth of Hulkamania. And, and as you know, the, it, pro wrestling went to heights uh, unimagined. So uh, um, my, kind of some of my earliest fondest memories were all the, the build up to WrestleMania one and, and Hulk Hogan and Mr. T having, uh, you know, tons of, uh, mainstream tv appearances and press and that was really when i got into it and and then i um i had a, i had a stretch actually where i wasn't a fan for uh, a while i'd say from about 1988 to 1999 i really wasn't a fan and and so i'm still i still watch matches and i'm learning about stuff and you know like you know the the uh the razor ramon Shawn michaels uh you know famous ladder match in in uh in WrestleMania 10, I did not, you know, I wasn't watching that. So I, I, I watched I actually, that the other day. Yeah. So I'll go to the WWE network and try to, you know, kind of discover that. And you know, when I was watching wrestling, Bret Hart was, you know, he was a, he was a tag team wrestler in the Hart Foundation, not, you know, great, great world champion. So um, that like part of my wrestling fandom is, is, was, was a little bit of a void. And, and then um, I watched the, uh, in theaters, I saw the documentary Beyond the Mat, and it, it really kind of kindled my love, rekindled my love for wrestling. Um, uh, you know, you know the, the people featured in there, you know, Jake the Snake Roberts, Terry Funk, those are people I grew up wrestling. I didn't really know that much about Mick Foley, so that was a little bit my introduction to him. And then um, I used to live part of the year overseas in Europe. We had a, a deal with the NFL on um, NFL Europe, which minor leagues that, you know, predated a lot of the spring leagues we've seen in recent years. And mm -hmm. uh, Sky Sports over in the UK had uh, Sky Sports 3, which just showed a ton of wrestling, old and new. Uh, they'd show all the pay-per-views for free, which was which was nice. Uh, they'd have Raw and SmackDown each week. And that's really how I got back into it. And that was uh, in, in, you know, in 1999. And I've, I've kind of never stopped watching since then. Yes, yeah, so that, that's tail end of the Attitude Era. I don't want it to get. In, I don't want to get into too nitty gritty of what you do at Fox, but suffice to say, you're extremely high up. You were integral in bringing uh, SmackDown to Fox. So I just want to ask, what was it about SmackDown and just having WWE on Fox that made it so important to you to close that deal? Yeah, I just thought that Fox Sports and the WWE were kind of the right fit. Um, it, it, uh, you know, we're known for our. Uh, Fox Sports attitude, and and uh, we're a little uh, edgier. And it's funny when we, you know, we got started broadcasting the NFL in 1994. We were, you know, oh, oh my God, where do these people come from? They're taking the NFL from the CB from CBS, who's been the establishment for so long. And now, uh, bizarrely, we're we're we, you know we've been around forever. But it, it, I think we just have a, a different feel than the other broadcast networks and the other sports departments. And it just felt like the right fit to me. And um, uh, you know the the way it worked with SmackDown is, um, you know, we put that on Friday, moved it to Friday nights, and kind of sandwich it in uh, a big um, four four day block of sports on Fox where Thursday, uh, we have Thursday night football with the NFL, Friday, we have Friday night SmackDown, Saturday college football, and Sunday NFL. So it, it, it really kept kind of Thursday promotes Friday, Friday promotes Saturday, Saturday promotes Sunday, and kind of keeps it all together. So it, it, I think it really um, augmented what we were doing. So it was, it was a great fit, and, and we were able to have the WWE move it to Friday night, which really fit well into what we do.
Yeah, that makes sense to me as well, because I think for long, as long as I've been watching, it was always Friday Night Smackdown, and then very recently it moved uh, to Thursdays for a bit, and then back to Tuesdays. But having it, you know, back on Friday, that, having that little gap between Raw and SmackDown, I think has been really good for, well, just the, A, the brand split and the break that the, you know, WWE gets to get, so they have a little time to recalibrate before putting on their next show right after Raw, which would, you know, generally come off the pay-per-view. Thoughts on the Thunderdome and how WWE and SmackDown has adapted to the situation right now? Yeah, I mean, I think the Thunderdome, uh, you know, has been so great for the product. Um, you know, it, the, the pandemic has been bad to a lot of things, obviously, uh, you know, uh, way too many deaths to count and, and and obviously a lot of people exposed and got lot, very sick to it. And it's affected uh, entertainment and sports in different ways. And I, I think, um, you know, despite the fact that uh, the WWE has continued to do shows each week, um, lacking that cr live crowd is really, it, it's, it's just makes the product so different. The, the, the WWE universe is such a big part of what they do. And, um, you know, uh, kudos to the WWE to, you know, continuing on, but, um, they, they, they're lacking, they were lacking fans. And I, I think that this is, um, obviously it's not the same as having a live crowd there, but they've done a phenomenal job of, uh, making it feel big and, and uh, you know, Kevin Dunn and his TV group uh, should be applauded for um, finding, finding this arena in Orlando, creating this structure. Um, they have a company called the Famous Group that um, uh, you know, uh, gets all the fans and um, you know, puts them virtually in the arena. And I think it just makes the whole product feel better and bigger and, and bigger and better. And you have, um, you just have that feeling that the WWE universe is there, and the and the uh, the superstars can can look to those uh, to those monitors with the virtual fans and get reactions, which are such a big part of what they do. So I, I think it's uh, been a you know been a great uh, and dramatic impact on the on the product in a positive way. Have you been on? Uh, my kids and I have been virtual fans in the Thunderdome. So, yeah, so I, on SummerSlam and then on a uh, Friday Night SmackDown, they, they, it, it, more for them than for me, but yes, they have, they have gone in and, uh, uh, it's not as cool as being there, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, WWE does a great job, you know, the, 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 the quality of the stream as you're watching along on your, on, on, we did it on our, my laptop is, is really high quality. And then during commercial breaks, uh, you know, they, they have some of the superstars come say hi to the, hi to the virtual fans and it, it, they've really, really done a nice job with it. That's awesome. Um, now on, on to WrestleMania 37 itself, obviously, you know, you and I have been, are so happy that it's coming to our city here. Have you managed to check out SoFi Stadium yet? I know they've just revealed like the, the photos that the, the Chargers have put out of what it might look like for football training for them. Have you looked at SoFi Stadium and what might that, what that might look like for WrestleMania 37? Yeah, so I've times I did once uh, a tour slash um, uh, almost a, a little bit of a, a, a scouting mission where I saw where our television trucks will be, where our announcer booth will be when we use it for football. And then I was also there for the press conference where um, where the WWE announced that, you know, officially that SoFi would hold WrestleMania. And hold on. So they gave out pretty cool hard hats there because it was still a construction awesome. site. So uh, I, have, I, I, have a, I have a hard hat to share with for me and my kids of, uh, from that trip. But it is uh, a first, first class facility, honestly, unlike anything I've ever seen. 
Um, I, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate that uh, at least to start the football season, there won't be fans there. Um, but it's going to be around for a long time, and it's really going to, uh, I, I think, set the standard that, uh, you know, probably before it was um, uh, Cowboy Stadium and, uh, you know, nicknamed Jerry World, which obviously has the largest attendance for WrestleMania, but I think this will take it to another level. The, uh, just the quality of the facilities, the amenities, the suites, um, the video, video board is spectacular. I, I mean, it's unlike anything I've ever seen really awesome and will be a perfect setting for WrestleMania. That, that's great. You are a Los Angeles guy. You've been here at Fox for however many years, went to USC before that. What does it mean to you for WrestleMania to be coming back to this city? Well, ironically, I got to go to uh, WrestleMania two at the LA sports arena. So when I, when I was growing up, the sports arena were, were where I would go see usually house shows, right? There wasn't, mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of TV tapings. It wasn't, there wasn't, Raw or SmackDown, so it was it was house shows around, you know, uh, um, shows like uh, WWE superstars, and then every once in a while you get a, a Friday, uh, Saturday night's main event. But um, WrestleMania was in three places: um, yeah, a Coliseum at the Rosemont Horizon and at the LA Sports Arena. And the LA Sports Arena, the main event was uh, Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy in the in the big blue cage, and so I was fortunate enough to be there. Awesome. Uh, so. Um, I, uh, I'm looking forward to another WrestleMania in Los Angeles, uh, uh, a, a large stretch of years in between them. Did you not have the chance to go to Mania 21? I, I, I didn't. I, no, I, I, it was, that was right when I was getting back into it. So was was not in a position where I, I was going back to, going to live shows. So no, this would be the, 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 the second WrestleMania I'll go to in the Southern California area. That's crazy. Uh, which other WrestleManias have you been to outside of Southern California? Which one has been your favorite? So um, I, I, I went, started going back in, uh, to WrestleMania 31. Uh, and, and then um, I haven't, I didn't go, wasn't able to go. Um, obviously this year, no one was able to go. And then the previous year uh, in, in the Meadowlands, I didn't go. Um, that the WrestleMania up in, up, up at, uh, up at uh, Levi Stadium, which is at 31, was was pretty pretty unbelievable. Uh, just the quality of that show, top to bottom. Fantastic. Yeah, you know Seth Rollins with the surprise cash in, which was you know the, the ladder match where Daniel Bryan won the Intercontinental Title. Um, yeah, I think that was you know and you know the the NWO versus uh, DX um, with with uh, Sting versus Triple H. Um, you know, you had The Rock and Ronda Rousey together. Wow, that was, you know, Ronda's kind of her entree into, into uh, the WWF. Just honestly, all around a, a really spectacular card and, and uh, in, in a brand new venue. And yeah, it was, it was, that was a pretty special night. Okay, so, you know, you and I both went to lots of wrestling shows in our time. And the reason UCLA Radio started this Red Carpet WrestleMania series is to it's to get people in LA, hopefully, you know, not just UCLA students, but anyone who, who listens to us to have, you know, some sort of excitement for going towards WrestleMania. And we're looking to be that, that official collegiate partner, partner of WWE for WrestleMania 37. And for me, who's never been to a WrestleMania, but has been to other shows, what is the difference between any other wrestling show or any other sports or entertainment event and WrestleMania? Yeah, I would say just the size and scope of it, right? Um, more often than not, uh, they are in football stadiums and, you know, you're talking 80,000 plus to, uh, 
you know, when it was at Jerry's World, you're over 100,000 people. You'll have, uh, you know, at SoFi, you're going to have over 100,000 people, I think, when you include all the standing room only seats. Um, there's an amazing uh, international feel to it, right? People are there from all over the world. Um, uh, the amount of international fans, uh, I don't think there's anything that compares to that uh, with the traditional show. And and it's, it's really... Um, Honestly, the only sporting event I would equate it to is the Super Bowl, where it's become so big. There's so many peripheral events around it. You know, there's all kinds of mm -hmm. other other promotions putting on, on shows. Uh, there's Wrestle WrestleCon. There's you know WWE has their their version of the NFL Experience Access, where you know you get to get to meet superstars for meet and greets. And then there's it's also like almost like a living museum where. You can be in uh, the elimination chamber, or you can see, you know, the people that are being inducted into the Hall of Fame, their ring gear. Um, obviously, you know, uh, Raw and SmackDown take place there. Those are, uh, uh, you know, two of the most electric shows they have during the year. Um, the Hall of Fame, uh, the NXT takeovers, it, it really just became a full-fledged event. And, uh, you know, it was, it, as, as they said, it was too big for one night. And, you know, this, this year they broke it up into two nights. And that's something the fans have wanted for a long time because there's so much good stuff. And it's mm -hmm. up to just make it on one card. Yeah, that, I mean, that's so awesome to hear. So with WrestleMania 37 coming there, you know, I'm putting it out there. I'm going to see you there. Hopefully, if it still happens in SoFi, that's what we're hoping we'll towards. We'll if it's there, if, if they build it, we will come, right? Exactly, 100%. And that's the, you know, the mantra for wrestling fans ever. If there is wrestling, we will find it. So I just want to get your prediction. Who's going to be in the main event of WrestleMania 37? I know we're so many ways out, but just throw, throw some names out there. Who do you want to see? WrestleMania 37 main event. Uh, I am going to go with, it feels like Roman Reigns, right? He's, he's had his fair mm -hmm. share of uh, WrestleMania main events. Um, and, and he is uh, a quote unquote bad guy now. So we need to, we need to have a, a, a suitable, uh, good guy. Do you do, uh, maybe it's title versus title with him and Drew McIntyre could be a pretty big match. Um, you know, at, at some point, obviously, uh, you know, now that Daniel Bryan has had his second child, he, he pops into the picture. Um, but I, yeah, I think it, I think it'll be some, somehow Roman Reigns will be in that main event. Awesome, yeah. See, I have Roman Reigns in the main event as well. Right now, the way things are looking, I'm, I'm hoping for a nice long run for Big E, and I'm hoping the main event we see is Roman Reigns versus Big E for the Universal title. I think that's something I'd really look forward to, especially, you know, two years after Kofi's big win. I, I would love to see that for Big E. But uh, I think we're on the same page here. Yeah, I think uh, obviously that moment with Kofi winning the title was, was so huge. And um, yeah, and, and it, it does feel like Big E is poised to have, have – have that same success as a, as a, in, a, in a singles capacity as uh, as both Kofi and uh, Xavier are are out. So um, yeah, I think I think that would make a lot of sense, and that would be a, if if that was the opportunity for uh, Big E to win the WWE uh, Universal Title, that would be a pretty big crowning achievement to do it there in the main event of WrestleMania. Okay, so I've just got a few, a few wrap up questions. I actually wanted to ask you this to see if you know because I'm I'm, I'm I've been looking for information, I can't seem to find it. Would you happen to know um, what is the biggest connection that USC has to the world of professional wrestling or WWE? I, I believe they've held, you know, shows at the Coliseum. I'm because I've been trying to look for it. I was doing it in preparation for this interview. Who is your, you know, go-to, 
you know, USC professional wrestling person. For, for example, for UCLA, the guy I always go to is Jim DeAndel Neidhart because he was a Bruin. And that's by the way, by the way, but predating anything Bruin related, here we're gonna get the USC UCLA thing. Jim the Anvil Neidhart actually is, it was an alma mater of my high school, Newport Harbor High School. And obviously high school comes before college. So I'm claiming Jim Neidhart. You can't claim him. <laughs> Fair enough. Or that's, a, that's something we can share because, you know, me, me and you're always going to be on the, the other team when it comes to, to college stuff. But uh, that, 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 that's really cool to hear that Jim the Anvil is an alma mater of your high school. So, yeah, so I, I had, a, I had um, uh, uh, a chemistry or a science teacher and he would show me pictures he was also the track coach and he would show me pictures of, of Jim Neidhart doing uh I think he did the shot put when he was in in high school and then uh I I was fortunate enough to meet him uh at Wrestlemania uh in in Dallas and we talked about it and I we, we had a little bond over that and and uh Natty was annoyed that we were talking about it but um yeah so I I will claim him we can both claim him um I, you know you mentioned the Coliseum having wrestling shows obviously the sports arena which I mentioned was where USC basketball played for many years um and so uh you know there was Wrestlemania as well as many big shows there um uh, Eve Torres, uh, former uh, Divas champion, was a, was a USC Trojan. Um, there's one other, uh, I, I'm losing my, uh, who, who it was. Somebody posted, asked if I knew uh, or, or somebody, another superstar. I'll have, to, I'll have to find out, look back in my notes and somebody emailed it. But, but Eve Torres, we're, we're going to claim her. Awesome. She, she was a former Divas champions of Trojan. Yeah. No, no, Eve Tars is an awesome get. Very excited to hear that, you know, there actually was someone there. And I'm, I'm so glad we get to share Jim Danville Neidhart. We have, we have Jim forever. God rest his soul. Exactly. One of, the, one of the best there is. Now, before we go off completely, I want to take away or move away from wrestling because I actually want to ask you about the Grateful Dead. Okay. So I've told you before, I have a soccer show on UCLA Radio as well. And UCLA Radio listeners will know my co-host, Sonny Dunphy, who is a UCLA women's soccer player. Her favorite band is the Grateful Dead. So when I told her that I was interviewing you and that you have seen the Grateful Dead 115 times, she pestered me and said, I, I have to ask you about the Grateful Dead. So okay. um, as someone who I've only had- we have, we, have, we have some Grateful Dead stuff, some posters and things in the, in the corner there. So the Grateful Dead awesome. is in my home office. Yeah, so I've only had ex exposure for, of the Grateful Dead from Sunny and whenever she plays the Grateful Dead on our, on our soccer show. So I wanted to ask you for suggestions of your favorite songs and your favorite times you've seen the Grateful Dead live. Um, so uh, once again, we go back to the, the Grateful Dead. I've seen them. They played, they played the LA Coliseum and they played uh, several times at, uh, at the sports arena. So we're going back to those venues. They also played lots of times at Poly Pavilion. So uh, I, I don't think they ever played the Rose Bowl, but Poly, Poly they played a lot. And the, I've, I saw actually the Jerry Garcia band, which was kind of an offshoot of the band at Poly. So I, 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 I've, I've seen uh, some version of, of, of dead music pavilion um so so do you want to you want to stump her like you know about a big show like what, what can you give me what kind of information you want so you can impress her uh so i just like to hear maybe a song that not many people would know of because there's a lot of grateful music uh, grateful dead music out there that you know you particularly like that maybe not all grateful dead fans you know are aware of or know yeah, so my favorite member of the Grateful Dead is Bob Weir, who is, who is still alive today. He's a co-lead singer with Jerry Garcia and was the rhythm guitarist. Um, so I, I kind of tend to uh, gravitate a little bit to, to Bob's songs. So I would, uh, I would say um, 
maybe go with uh, Black-Throated Wind or Cassidy. Those are two good ones that are a, a little le more off the beaten path, but good Bob songs that she'll appreciate that you know. Okay, because I haven't heard of either of those. A um, couple of my favorites that she's shown me are West LA Fadeaway, uh, Sugar Magnolia, yep. and uh, China Cat Sunflower. Th those are my top three Grateful Dead songs from, that Sunny showed me. So uh, Sugar Magnolia, which is also a Bob Weir song, my friend uh, makes what they're called rock and roll candles and they're based on a song. So this is a sugar magnolia candle that has a magnolia smell to it. So there you go. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got to end with that and you know, talk about something that's you know, not wrestling and not sports because I think you, you and I have a, uh, have a lot in common but most of the time we're always talking about sports or, or wrestling or our rivalry with USC and UCLA. So that was really cool to hear that. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know, you know I'm sure you're super busy, but you know, Getting someone like yours, uh, you know, your insight and your, your voice on professional wrestling, I'm sure is something that UCLA radio, you know, fans and listeners are going to appreciate. So thank you so much for coming on and thank you for talking wrestling with me once again. I appreciate the invite. Thanks very much.